What's up, everybody? Well, I got one for you today that I just recorded the other night, and it is alarming, so I thought I would uh, put it out to you now. Uh, It's time-sensitive as well. So there's a vote going on on May 22nd, and it has to do with the pandemic treaty and 194 countries that are signed on to this treaty that from what my my guest is explaining uh, uh countries us as countries would be giving up our sovereignty uh to the world health organization so all the links to uh my guest's um stuff and the uh, sub stack that he put together, uh, outlining everything. So, I mean, even steps that we can do, uh, to help try and stop this. So that's what this episode is about. Uh, my guest is James Roguski, a researcher and also an author. Uh, if you're getting anything out of this, uh, any, any of the, uh, content that I'm putting out, do me a favor and uh, return some of that value that you're getting, in the form of a share, a like, a review on iTunes. Uh, monetarily, you can help support the show as well. There are plenty of ways to do that in my link tree. Also, following me on uh, my social media. Uh, I'm on TikTok. I'm on... Actually, you know what? On Instagram, I got my account stolen and hacked. So if you're following me on Instagram, uh, unfollow that and report that account. I'm trying to get it back. Uh, but uh, it's it's not that easy. Uh, you would think it would be, but apparently it isn't. So uh, Instagram is on hold. I do have a new one that I, I put up, but I'm just hold off on that uh, until I get this sorted out. And once it's 100% known that I've lost that account and I cannot get it back, I will start posting the other one on my link tree. But for now... Just uh, hang tight. Uh, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, or you got a guest that you would like to see on the show, um, hit me up at uh, my email at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. What else? I don't think there's anything else. So, uh, with that, pay attention. Links are in the description. Also, the video uh, link to this will on my Rumble channel. I got another strike on YouTube, so uh, I'm not so certain how long that thing is going to last. So if you're following me on YouTube, you might want to switch over to uh, Rumble. That would be uh, the one where they're not censoring stuff uh, now. So anyways, with that, let's get to the show. Sean Dustin spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. Upon release in 2006, he had nothing but the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and legal paperwork. In 2010, he kicked a longtime methamphetamine habit and started the long climb back up the ladder of life. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. If you want transparency and authenticity, you're in the right place. This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and this is Sean Dustin.
Hey, what's up? This is the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast, and I'm your host, Sean Dustin. We have a very special guest today, James Roguski. How's it going, James? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, we got lots of stuff to talk about. Uh, shut me up will be the problem. <laughs> That's not a problem for me. I, I love it when people talk more than I do. It makes my job a lot easier. So um, you – you. Uh, you were pointed out to me by a mutual friend, uh, Kat Lindley, Dr. Kat Lindley, and about the you well, it's the pandemic treaty ish kind of. You said when we talked that that's sort of like a uh, sort of a red herring or, or a distraction uh, from the actual uh, meat of what's going on and the vote that's taking place on the twenty second of May. So go. Um. I discovered a document that was amendments that the United States submitted to the World Health Organization back in January. It's public information. It wasn't hacked. It wasn't private. It wasn't, you know, confidential or anything like that. And it's a bunch of legal gobbledygook. But, uh, you know, I like reading that kind of stuff. And I found what I thought was a needle in a haystack. And I discovered this back on March 28th. Uh, three days later, I published an article with an analysis of it on March 31st. And the cautionary problem with this is that these amendments are meant to alter existing international health regulations. And they're going to be voted on at the World Health Assembly, which is going to be between Sunday, the 22nd of May, and Saturday, the 28th. So the last week in May, 194 nations send their delegations to Geneva, Switzerland. They all have a party. They all come together. And they're going to vote on these amendments that change the existing international health regulations. Now, most people have never heard of the international health regulations. I hadn't heard of them. Okay. They go back to 1851. And it starts with literally crap. I mean, it, it's... In, in old times before plumbing, people would throw their poop in the street and, and that caused a sanitation problem. And so these regulations were originally called um, sanitary uh, code or sanitary regulations. And, you know, once indoor plumbing and all that kind of stuff happened, it, it, it grew into, well, let's be concerned about smallpox and yellow fever and, and uh, polio and things like that. And when the WHO came into being in 1948, all these regulations kind of rolled into the WHO and they got amended, they got amended, they got amended. They've always kind of been there, you know, cleanliness and transmission of diseases and things like that. And so uh, they've existed, but, you know, nobody really pays attention to them. The existing regulations actually do a decent job of putting the WHO in shackles. I mean, they're in a straitjacket where the current regulation is they have to respect each of the member nations sovereignty. So if there's something going on in Chicago or Atlanta or whatever, and the WHO gets wind of it before they can, you know, uh, alert the world and cause another, you know, public health emergency of international concern, like we're dealing with now, they would have to get the approval of the local government, whether it's the, you know, the state or, or the country uh, or they're not allowed to say anything. And so, you know, as it stands right now, 
you know, we still have our sovereignty. We have control to, to determine what they're doing. They want to wipe that out so that they can declare an emergency anytime they want, anywhere in the world, with just really n- no pushback. And uh, if you go back to Roman times, you find out that the word dictator actually is connected to a person who was given absolute power during an emergency who would dictate what was to be done. It's a dictator. And in, in Roman times, well, you know, when the emergency is over, person goes back to regular life, and, and that's maybe a necessary thing. But somewhere along the line, you know, all of these politicians get drunk on power, and they realize that if we can just keep declaring emergency after emergency after emergency, they get to be dictators for life. And so when you actually look at what's in these amendments, it, it, it could easily be abused because there's no check on it. And the director general of the World Health Organization could easily become the dictator general of the world. Arguably, these amendments are the founding documents of the Great Reset. You know, just take control from 194 nations and hand it to this corrupt uh, corporation, quite frankly, the WHO is a corporation. And there's no real, you know, democracy in how those um, emergencies would be uh, declared. And then what happens, all of the nations have tied their national emergencies or their national health emergencies to whatever the WHO says. And people have forgotten because, you know, you didn't get taught this in school. When Harry Truman signed the agreement, the joint resolution to join the WHO, the, the wording to it was, well, we'll join and we'll help out the international community but you can't tell us what to do, right? Whatever you say, it's just a recommendation. And I've actually found myself accidentally many, many times writing the international health recommendations because that's really what they are, okay? And and um, I'll stop there let you ask a question. It, it basically comes down to they want to have a state of emergency, you know, all the time because everybody's scared and then everybody listens to what they recommend as if it's, you know, law, but it isn't. Hmm. So do you believe in your mind that this is a Trojan horse for the new world order to lay the foundation or the beginning or the precursor to the rest of it? I'll, I'll, I'll run on that analogy. Um, it's 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 more like this. Uh, you could maybe squeeze the Trojan horse analogy into this in some way, but um, I, I think I have a, a, a clearer one. Uh, I, I used to manage a nutrition store, and you know, small mom and pop retail store, and you know, we didn't have any trouble, but we knew that if there was a big commotion in the back of the store, um, somebody knocks something over, or gets into a you know, a, making a lot of noise, you got to watch the front door because that distraction brings your attention away from what's being stolen. And that's a, a good analogy for what's going on. There's a lot of discussion about something that's called a uh, proposed pandemic treaty for prevention, preparedness, and response. And I went down that rabbit hole for a month. Um, in, in March, I, I learned about you know what was coming with the pandemic treaty, which is way off in the future. And it's the longest article I've ever written. I mean, if you were to read all of the documents that are linked into it, 
it, it's got to be a million words that have been put out there about every aspect of society that they would like to have control of. And I published that article on March 24th, and I'm here to tell you, don't read it. It's a distraction, not because of me, but because every ounce of energy that you pay attention to this maybe horrible thing off in the future, you're not paying attention to the fact that they submitted these amendments in January, did not publish them on any government website that I was able to find. They popped up on April 12th on the World Health Organization's website with no fanfare, you know, no press conference. I just, I just knew that something was up and I was looking every day. And when they popped up, I saw them and it confirmed what, you know, my concerns were. And then they disappeared again. You know, nobody talking about it except me. And the idea was that they would pop up again uh, during the assembly. And much like uh, I believe Nancy Pelosi said uh, with the Affordable Care Act, oh, you know, it's great. We love it. You know, don't don't bother reading it. Just pass it. You can read it later. <laughs> I think you're smiling, but, you know, here we go again. Mm-hmm. And, and And so I think that, you know, my heart actually goes out to the delegations from all of the countries around the world who I think are walking into a trap because they haven't translated the amendments into all of the languages that they're supposed to support. And, you know, who reads this stuff? You know, I'm a little odd that way. I like reading these just, you know, boring documents because once you find the needle in the hem- the haystack or, or the gem, it, it's like, holy moly, look what I found. This is, this is frightening. And so, I believe, and and this is where I will step aside from all of the evidence and all of the facts, Uh, I'm concerned for all of the delegates who are coming from 194 countries. They have no idea what they're going to be voting for, just like all of the um, Congress people who voted for the um, Obamacare Act. You know, they had no idea what they were getting into. And, And so, unfortunately, though, for them, Voting to give away sovereignty of your country, all 194 countries, that could be looked at as treason. And, you know, we've got at this point um, approximately two weeks notice that treason may very well be what, you know, is going to be happening when they vote for this. And it's rare that you get to have a two weeks notice that possibly a crime is going to be committed. And the more people who wake up and are watching this, you know, I'm sure that you were going to live stream, you know, the seven days, uh, all day long sessions of the World Health Assembly just to see, you know, maybe treason was going to happen. Um, but now maybe people will be watching. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know anything about it. I mean, I knew I heard about the pandemic treaty, but I didn't hear about any of the other stuff about the 194 countries, you know, possibly giving away some of their sovereignty as as countries for, you know, the next emergency that pops up and whoever deems that and where it should be and how it should be responded to. It's kind of, uh, it's kind of strange. So one of the other documents that I dug up was um, from the federal register, which is where, uh, you know, pronouncements and, and regulations are supposed to be posted, you know, so that the public is alerted that, okay, you know, here's the new laws and all that kind of thing. And so there was a document that had, new terms defined. And, you know, if if you're familiar with 1984 and Newspeak, the problem with all of this legal stuff is there's always a definition, and it'll say something like, you know, for sake of this section, 
you know, good means bad and, and up means down and, and war is peace. You know, I, I'm exaggerating, but they, they take regular words and they redefine them. And so one of the words that they redefined was an ill person. Okay. Well, it's good to have a legal definition of somebody who's contagious, right? You know, who's got something that, you know, maybe you get sick, but they have this ill person. Well, an ill person could be quarantined if they're traveling and they get off a plane. And one of the definitions of an ill person is somebody who's warm to the touch, has a headache and a stiff neck. Well, that's everybody getting off a plane. <laughs> I, people I, that work I, in blue collar, blue collar construction. I kid you not. Okay. You know, at, well, blue collar, white collar, you're at the desk all day working yeah. on your computer, you know, and it's like, oh man, you know, but this is for travelers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, you get off a plane, you get off a train, you get off a bus, everybody's warm and has a headache and a stiff neck and boom, you know, you're in quarantine because you might, you know, you're an ill person. That's the least of the bad ones. Okay. Um, they, they redefined non-invasive testing. A lot of double negative gobbledygook with the language, but they essentially took what the international health regulations protect us against, which is, yes, it is invasive to have somebody stick something up your nose. They got to get your permission. But the CDC guidelines turn that upside down, and they're trying to say that sticking something up your nose is not invasive. The other one that they changed is the definition of a public health emergency. And they it's it's the most egregious, vague, it, it, it should be void for vagueness, which is a concept in the law. If the director general of the WHO makes so much as a recommendation, a temporary recommendation, it could be like, yeah, you should wear masks, okay? That would be justification enough for the Secretary of Health and Human Services to declare a nationwide public health emergency. And the public health emergency is the beast of all of these emergencies because the CARES Act and all the other stuff that makes the money flow all has in it this act shall be in effect so long as there is a public health emergency. And all of the emergency use authorizations for the tests and treatments that you've never heard of, there's so many. I mean, the list is endless. Um, certainly the injections and medications, all of the money flows. And in this particular CARES Act, if you can stick something up somebody's nose and get a positive COVID test, your entire hospital stay the hospital gets a 20% bonus. Think about this. Someone's in the hospital for whatever, okay, and could have an enormous hospital bill. They stick a swab up your nose. They get a positive COVID test. They ramp up the cycles that they run the PCR. They get a 20% bonus on the entire thing. That's in the CARES Act. That's insane. Mm. All All of the changes to the terminology were posted on the federal register. You want to guess what day? What day? The last full day of the Obama administration, January 19th, 2017. Noon the next day, Trump walks into office with a whole new meaning of words all about what we just talked about. And so I'm not saying that that was, you know, any kind of anything it's just that's an interesting way to leave office is to change some words having to do with sticking things up your nose and declaring uh, emergencies. And so 
Yeah, I you know this they did that they did us with other things too as well, <clears throat> um, and we're not going to get into that because I got suspended off of YouTube for talking about some stuff the other day. Well, that the, the, the beauty about this is I'm not going to say the V word because none of these things are the V word. Mm-hmm. Okay, um, I'll talk about legal words. Uh, yeah. this is just a personal thing that's entertaining to me. Uh, couple of months ago there was a question about what the definition of a woman was um the senate was in uh um uh in, not interrogating but you know um having hearings for confirmation for the supreme court justice and and she was asked you know what's the definition of a woman and if i i wish i could have been her advisor because i would have whispered in her ear to say the following well senator um as soon as the senate gets around to passing a bill that legally defines what a woman is until that time a supreme court justice can't say anything because it's not what my personal opinion is or what the common you know common times define a woman as it's what the legal definition is and so if she had said well when you guys get around to you know publishing what a legal definition is as part of the law then i'll be able to answer your question she would have shot to the top of respect with anybody who you know deals with the law. But what that triggered with me is there is no legal definition of the word pandemic. Don't ever use that word. There is no legal definition of the word vaccine. There's definitions all over the place on websites like the CDC, and, but they don't have any legal weight. I could put a definition of any word I want on my uh, in an article, and it's got as much legal strength as you know any anybody else's definition and so uh there's no definition for um safe and effective there's no definition for a case uh pandemic vaccine and and so when i hear somebody like fauci say oh well you know we have this pandemic and so we've got these safe and effective vaccines because we have so many cases you know everybody's got to do this i you know i know inherently that he's just full of it Mm -hmm. but People don't have the um, clarity because the the hypnosis and the programming and, and the repetition and, and the lies, quite frankly, that get people to think that the World Health Organization has any authority um, gets people to hear, you know, when, when somebody makes a recommendation, another word for recommendation is a suggestion. And when you start talking about suggestions, you start looking at hypnosis you know, I refer to um, uh, Tedros as the dictator general of the World Hypnosis Organization because they've just got everybody believing that we're supposed to do what they say. And now they're trying to put more gobbledygook language uh, I- into something that we can leave the WHO anytime we want, and we should, in my opinion, but uh, we're, we're, being, uh, we're about to be tricked into changing the the regulations um so that they can just have emergency powers forever and we we need to just pay attention see what they're doing once people look at this and and they just take a moment to see what's going on uh it's just it's obvious so if this does get passed and you know all these countries uh sign this this or vote for this, right? Is that it? Well, here's where it really gets entertaining, okay? 
it's it's a situation that people have a really hard time going, you're kidding me, Jim, this can't possibly be, okay? Um, in the International Health Regulations, Article 61 says that whenever amendments are approved by the majority of the assembly, each and every member nation has six months to just say, no, thanks. You just write a note. It's like, you know, you get a note to skip school, okay? Every country can write a notification to the WHO within six months and just say, yeah, it's really nice that you passed those amendments, but we don't want any part of it, so just shove off. Now, they can also do what's called um, uh, an understanding, okay, or reservations, and they can say, well, you know, these changes, we're okay with these changes, but we don't like these changes, so we'll accept part of it. And it's kind of like when you go to a wedding and they say, uh, speak now or forever hold your peace if you object to you know this, this marriage. Mm-hmm. Uh, after the fact, uh, every nation will be able to just say, no, thank you. Right? But it would be a lot easier to stop the first domino from tipping over and, and just have all of the delegates uh, around the world be alerted because everyone takes this video and tells everybody they know, and they tell everybody they know, and it goes around the world, and it's the you know best, uh, most seen video you've ever had, and and people from you know Africa and Asia and Europe and South America, they go, oh, wait a minute, um, you don't, uh, you know, I don't know, I'd be shocked if you know, and I'd be shocked if any of your viewing audience know, who is representing us at the who? There's delegates that have been chosen. Now, I have a good guess at who they might be, but they've never published who the delegates are going to be as far as I can find in any country anywhere in the world. And so how in the world can delegates purport to speak for our country when we don't even know who the heck they are before they get there? They'll tell us afterwards who they were, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit late at that point. And that alone should just get people you know, upset at the very least. Yeah, it seems like there's a lot of things that are done not transparent, not transparently in our in our system until afterwards. So I don't um, know. I'd like, I'd like to give you a couple of things. I see you got my uh, my website up there. That's wonderful. But it's really not about me. So if instead of jamesreguski.com, if people go to jamesreguski.substack.com, that's where all the articles are. Um, I do a lot of stuff, and I don't want to confuse people with all the many things I do. The simple way to get right to the heart of the information is go to don'tyoudare.com. I'm sorry, I blew it. Don'tyoudare.info. The other website is stopthewho.com. So if you go to stopthewho.com, there's a world of things for any activist to help spread the word. Um, Lots of videos, uh, articles, uh, graphics, graphics. all kinds of things. And you can click a button and uh, copy an email and send it to your um, wonderful, don't you dare info. That's great. Um, If you want to send an email to your congressperson, your senator, uh, your attorney general, um, we're talking to a lot of lawyers to see what can be done legally uh, to, you know, put the kibosh on, on what they're doing. Because as far as we can tell, they haven't even properly authorized people to negotiate what's going on here. And that's wonderful that, that you got that. Um, there's the um, activist toolbox. 
And uh, if you scroll down super fast, just keep going. Um, there's a video at the top that you can watch that will um, tell you what's going on with this page. But um, there's a flyer that is really good. Um, lots and lots of videos. Um, just any one of these videos. If you like any of these videos, put them on social media, share them, and, and do whatever you can. If you can go back up to the top, let's go to the other uh, link right, right below the uh, orange button there um, at the very, very top. It'll give you a link to uh, don'tyoudare.info. So you can click on that real easy, right, very much at the top there. All right, link uh, to the top. It's, it's a big website. There's a lot of information there here just is. about there. Don'tyoudare.info. Yeah, click on that and um, scroll down until you see um, some uh, Scrabble letters that spell out the word evidence. Okay, right there, evidence. Um, the beauty with this is it's not me making up a story. Um, if you scroll down a little bit, Exhibit A, Exhibit B, Exhibit C, C1 and C2, Exhibit D, E, F, and G. Um, I didn't hack any of this. It's not confidential, top secret information. Um, and then you get to a big red button if you go down a little further, which will take you back to where you were. You know, first question that people ask me is, what can I do? So you click on that red button and it tells you what you can do. Um, a lot of information about the details about this for people who want to know. But the beauty of, about it is all I've done is read really boring government documents. They've incriminated themselves with what they're doing, in my opinion. And, and there's the big one right there. Um, dictator in ancient Rome uh, is a person who ruled with complete power temporary during an emergency. They want to have emergency all the time. That's how you get dictatorship all the time. And if you don't want dictatorship all the time, then you got to fight back on the emergency powers. And that's what this is all about. So, yeah, you've got a lot of information there. I went through both of your, your links. And those links uh, will be in the description of this broadcast and uh, in the podcast uh, show notes as well when I put it over there. Um, so everything that you have, everything that you, you know, will be there in those two links. And then, you know, your, your, your right. website will be there too, but you can get to your, uh, sub stack through your website as well. Right. Sure. Sure. And, and here's where I blow everybody's mind. Um, I'm really serious about this. Okay. This is as important a thing as I've ever done in my life. Um, uh, my phone number is three one zero six one nine three zero five five. I just doxed myself. Okay. That's, that's my cell phone number, right? It's right here. Um, I turned it off for the show, but three one zero six one nine three zero five five. Look over all the information. If you have questions, questions are a contribution. Questions are not a hassle. Um, if you've looked in through the information and you have a question, that tells me that you want to know, right? People who don't have questions, they don't want to know. And so, anybody who calls me up and and has a question. I can't tell you how many wonderful people I've gotten to meet in the last couple of weeks that I've been doing this. So, you know, don't call me without looking and, and, you know, learning for yourself. I mean, take a look and watch some videos and read something, but it's, it's confusing as all hell. Um, but you know, I'll help make sense of it and, uh, just spread the word. I mean, the big thing is people need to know because they're just in the dark. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for making me aware. And I've been uh, posting some stuff. I did some live streams and, and you know, uh, shared some of your information as well. Uh, I, I don't want to end up in a situation where we're going, God, why didn't we do anything about that after it already happened? 
there's there's a word that I pronounce differently than the rest of creation, okay? And it doesn't mean you're stupid. Um, ignorance, in my view, you know, ignorance is one way to pronounce it. But if you pronounce it ignorance, it drives home the fact that, well, you know about this now, right? You can do anything about it. Now, it's one thing prior to this show, if you were unaware, if you were unaware, how are you going to do anything? You just, you have no idea. And that's where I was six weeks ago. I had no idea. I found something. I became aware of it. And I sure as hell haven't ignored it. And I encourage everybody to don't, don't believe a word I just said. Go to the website. Look at the information. The evidence is all right there. It'll, it'll hurt your brain if you go too down deep into all of this gobbledygook, you know, legalese crap. But um, I tried to make it easy. So, you know, I, I extracted the important aspects of it and at, at some point people go oh hell no we're not putting up this and you know that's the proper attitude i'm a peaceful guy there should be no violence there's no anger there's no nothing um lead lead with your heart lead with compassion uh, you know contact your congressperson con- contact your senator and anybody else who's ever taken an oath to defend the constitution anybody in the military anybody in the, in the police anybody in government anybody who's in office go hey did you know about this? And and here's where um, I, I'm going to have some fun with you and your audience. This is a true story. Um, that one of the next articles I'm going to publish is about something called misprision of treason. It's a real law. Okay. Your audience, I just put them all in a pickle and it's going to be to your benefit. And I'll tell you how, um, but I'm, I'm very serious about this. It's a crime to not alert the president if you learn of a potentially treasonous plot. So if you, you've all learned about something that could be viewed as treason, giving up our sovereignty. If you don't tell the president, not that the president's going to do anything about it, but if you don't alert the president or your governor or a judge, you're actually guilty of participating in the cover-up of the plot. Wow. So your audience... So your audience um, needs to send this video to the president to absolve themselves, okay? And so um, it, it's rare that you get uh, a chance to legally obligate your audience to share your videos. But there, <laughs> there you go. There you go. No, in all seriousness, I mean, that is for real. I'm not, I'm not kidding. Nobody's going to come chasing after you if you don't share this video. But, you know, now that everyone who's watching this knows – Go verify it. Don't trust that I'm talking to you on this video and everything I say is true. Go look at the evidence, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And if you choose to ignore it, that is your right. But then you got to live with yourself. Well, thank you, James. I, I want to appreciate <clears throat> – oh, sorry about that. I want to thank you for, for coming on to the show and, and sharing with us uh, this information uh, if you're listening, if you're watching, hopefully this is useful. Um, if you're Jennifer, I see you down in the audience on uh, Clubhouse. If you go to my uh, Instagram, you can find this. Or if you go to my link tree and go to the, you can have all the the direct links to this uh, in this broadcast. I'm playing the the uh, audio, piping it in. This is live, but it's just being piped in from from my live stream. So thanks again. Um, I. I'm going to share all your links out to everybody, and uh, I hope people pay attention. Uh, I really do. Uh, things- yeah, and, and, and for people who just have the audio, you know, it's really simple. 
stopthewho.com. There you go. All right, James, uh, hang out for a second. Everybody else who's been checking out the broadcast and listening or watching, thank you for joining. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to me at nowhere to go but up now at gmail.com. Check out the link tree. Uh, where do we go? Link tree right there. L I N K T R dot E E forward slash nowhere to go but up. All the places that connect to the show uh, will be in that link tree. So until next time, keep it 100. Stay true to yourself. Everything else is just noise. You've been listening to the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. Sean is a single dad, a union blue collar guy, and he spent time in federal and state prison for drug trafficking and fraud. When he was released from prison in 2006, all he had was the clothes on his back, a bag of mail, and some paperwork. Since then, he's turned his life around and shares the struggles and successes on this podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you were moved to connect to the show. Book a guest spot. For merch, Patreon, PayPal, and social media links, go to linktr.ee slash nowhere to go but up. On Instagram at nowhere to go but up now. On Twitter at but up now. On the YouTube channel at nowhere to go but up podcast. See you next time.